Thanks for joining me on my first podcast. I wanted to share with you a little bit about who I am. My name is Tom Grant. I'm a junior, actually, and I was born and raised in Florida. Since that time, I've lived a lot of places, lived for almost two years in Europe, and I've lived in many states from the East Coast to the West Coast. And it's been an interesting journey going all into the different uh, new areas where I would live. <clears throat> I had to start off with some new friends. I kept some of the old ones, but basically I'd have to start some new friends. And I've, I've moved over 20 times in my life, and it's it's been interesting. I, I wasn't in the military. That was just me being upwardly mobile in corporate America. And I've worked worked for uh, Fortune 500 companies. I've worked for a little small mom-and-pop startups. Um, I've had quite a few of my own businesses as well. And when I was 40, I went back to school to become a doctor. <clears throat> I went to a chiropractic college in Davenport, Iowa. And while I was there, I went to school full time. My family was all in school at the same time. My wife went to school with me, uh, Kimberly. And uh, then each of my kids, Robert and Velvet and Ariel, all were in school at the same time. So nobody could complain they did about their homework because we all had homework. We'd all sit around and do our homework together. <clears throat> and then uh, I had uh, a business and I served in my, uh, in my church as well. So it's been it's been interesting life to do all that. And when I was done, I went back to Atlanta area, which is where I had gone from to go to chiropractic school. And then uh, from there, I uh, worked in started my own clinic, worked in it for a bit, and then sold it. And I uh, had a healthcare product that I invented, and I moved. I I could go anywhere I wanted really. And so I started inquiring from God what He would like me to do. And He said, "I want you to move to Utah." So I did. I sold my clinics, sold my house, packed up my family. We moved to to um, the, uh, actually it wasn't Salt Lake, it was south of there, a place called Alpine, beautiful little town. And we moved there in 2006 and uh, did some things. It uh, ended up uh, selling out my company that I had started with another friend and to uh, some investors and decided what do I want to do with my life then? And I I went back into uh, clinical practice again for another few years, built another couple of clinics and sold those. And I got a lot of experience and all along I really enjoyed teaching about health, but I felt like there was something missing, that there had to be something more. Uh, so I sold those clinics and started doing some teaching. And uh, that was uh, from a, in a professional setting to uh, doctors and attorneys and such, licensed professionals. Did that for a while too and I, I it was fun, did a lot of great uh, great work with a lot of great people but I saw that there was a need to help individual people in a non-medical setting so I've went through and I've gotten some really excellent training from a person I will call a good friend now it's Kirk Duncan he's got a really great company called three key elements and uh, learned a whole lot from him and he was my inspiration my mentor to help me get started and doing something more with the voice I have and that's sharing what I know and what I've uh, come to experience in my life with others who might find it interesting. So one of the things that I learned is that your mind shapes a lot of what you do. And so I decided that I would call the work that I'm going to be doing here with you called the landscape of your life. And what does that really mean? Well, you know, your self-perception, your what I'm going to call self-mind control, it, it is in control of what your life's landscape is. It determines. It's the, it's the architect of what you'll build around you. 
Now, here's the interesting thing is that if you don't pay attention to what you're building, you're going to get something you probably don't want. But if you didn't know that your mind was helping to create this landscape of your life, then you might have a tendency to think that you don't have any control over it, that, that someone else made it for you or someone's forcing you to live in it. And that's what I want to help you understand, is that you can design your own landscape. You did. It's the one you're living now. And I know, yeah, wait a minute, I didn't ask, you know, Dr. Grant, I did not ask to have this kind of a life. Well, I understand that that's going to be an initial reaction. But the truth is, a lot of what you're going through is something that you created on your own. But what happens is, if you don't have a plan, then what you create becomes haphazard. In fact, it may even be created about some around somebody else's thoughts or ideas or mantras. So... It was something you created, but you didn't have your set of instructions on how to make a conscious decision on what kind of landscape that you were going to create. And I'll, uh, over the course of our time together, I'm going to teach you when that started. And then I'm going to also help you understand that you can actually make some changes to that. And you can redesign the landscape of your life, which is going to be a lot of fun to share with you. So you're, you're, you have the opportunity to make some pretty significant choices in your life. Now, the bigger your self-mind control is, the more successfully you're going to be able to navigate through the challenges that life gives you. If you find that you're not being successful with it, you're not happy, you're, you're kind of getting by, you're, co you're existing, you're, you're coping, but you're not that, you don't have that deep sense of happiness that you really would like to have, then the chances are pretty good that your self-mind control needs to be stronger. And I can show you how to do that. I look forward to doing that. So if you are also small in your self-mind control, someone else may be controlling you. You may have given them the control over your life. And that may be causing you so much fear and anxiety that, you know, you'll, you're just going to wait on them to tell you what to do because you just don't know what you should do. You have some indecisiveness. I've suffered from that all my life. That I, I was, it's called a paralysis, a decision paralysis. Because I was afraid I'd make a mistake. I wouldn't do this right. I wouldn't do that right. And it ends up that I, I lived a life that was you know, very narrow. It could have been so broad and beautiful, but I lived this little narrow place, this little, little narrow niche in life. And so I've learned to actually step out of that. And I'm still learning because it's, it's an exciting and scary prospect to take what you might have been doing all of your life. And I'm 62, so I've been doing it a long time. And suddenly make changes. But I can tell you that the changes are exciting and they can be managed if you get uh, some additional tools and skills. And I hope over time to be able to help you understand that. So you are the landscape architect of the life you're living. If you don't take charge of its design, then others will do it for you. And they usually don't want to give that control back to you. We see this in politics all the time and in different governments and people in power and companies and in uh, associations and groups. They get a little bit of power and they don't want to give it back. And especially if they're, they have control over you, they don't want to let you go. But I'm going to tell you that you can separate from that kind of an activity. You can redesign the landscape of your life. So I'm going to, I want to make sure that you understand that. So if you want to believe and achieve in building a better life, you're going to need a recovery plan. And I can help you recover, help you develop your recovery plan. And to be able to take your 
self-mind control to another level, empowering you to live a happier and fuller life. And you get to decide. So let me tell you about some things that happened to me that really shook me up. So this is about five and a half years ago, and I had sold my clinics, and I was in the process of, of building these different teaching elements and, and courses for professionals. And I had gone out to get some hay, because I, I lived in a nice little half-acre lot of land in South Jordan, Utah. I had horses and chickens, and uh, we our, my son would come over with his dog, and they would it would run all around, and these little horse, these horses were miniature horses, and we had... Uh, carts. We would cart them around all around the South Jordan area. We'd go get something to eat. We'd go to the library. We'd go to the grocery store. It was fun just to take these little bitty horses all over the place. And um, so I had uh, to get some hay for them. And so I uh, got the got a truck, got a, a flatbed trailer and some help. And I went out to get this hay in a farmer's field down in about uh, 20, 25 miles south of where I lived. And we were out in this field, and we had this big stack of hay. It was probably, I don't know, 20 feet tall and probably 100 feet long and about 15 feet wide. It was a big stack. So the farmer was up on top of the stack, and he was throwing down these big bales of hay. They run, they weigh about 80 pounds when they're green like that. So, you know, you don't horse them around more than you have to. So when the farmer would throw it off the stack, it would bounce down in a controlled way and then we would grab it and bounce it onto the trailer so you didn't have to do a lot of backbreaking work with it. You just kind of used physics. So we were doing that, and uh, I was standing off to one side of the trailer towards the end of it. And uh, right about then, uh, the person that was helping me, the bale got away from him and knocked me off the trailer. I don't remember a lot. In fact, I, I all I have is this vague recollection of a, of a bale of hay coming at me from like it felt like it was like six feet away or whatever I don't know it just seemed like a long ways away then the next thing I know I'm getting up off the ground and uh, I thought what the heck just happened and I thought well that's going to be fun and uh, I got up and you know kind of looked around and said okay well let's get this job done and uh, I finished loading the trailer with the hay and then uh, we hauled it back to my house and started offloading it and uh I started feeling like not too good and uh, my neck and low back and leg was starting to hurt me a lot and uh, thought okay well we're done for the day and I went in and you know went to bed that that night pretty exhausted the next day I got up I was so sore everywhere and then uh, I went to get some therapy uh, and I started getting you know some help with that but you know the injuries were taking a little bit of time to heal I had some pretty nasty bruising and uh, just didn't have good use of my knees, and my back, my neck. And I had a headache that was like incredible. The headache was like pounding my head so much that it was, I couldn't even hardly think. The lights bothered me, noise bothered me. I was angry and tired as can be. And this went on for a few days and I was telling my doctor about it. He said, you know, you might have a concussion. So uh, I thought, okay, well, that's great. I had sprains in my neck and my low back and my knee, and so I, I was uh, definitely needing some rehabilitation. Then a crazy thing happened within a few days after that is I was sitting in church, and I saw some people, and I couldn't remember their name. I'd recognized the faces, couldn't get the name out. I thought, oh, that's kind of strange. 
So uh, I happened to look in another area of the congregation in our in our church meeting, and uh, I couldn't remember their name either. And these were people that I knew pretty well. I thought, this is not cool. What's going on here? And then I, I was teaching a, a class for little kids. Uh, we called it a primary age. And they were, uh, I think they were like eight years old. And I looked at them, and I couldn't remember any of their names. I thought, what is that? And I started realizing that I was there were things that I just didn't know what they were and then this continued that day I started uh, recognizing there were other things I couldn't remember like uh, a knife to me that was a, I couldn't figure out what the word was so I would call it a cutting thing because I, I couldn't remember what the word knife was then I started realizing I couldn't remember medical terms and that's I thought whoa man there's something wrong here so I immediately called a radiology friend of mine and said hey look I've got these problems going on um, I had told some of my doctors about it that day and I wasn't getting the kind of response I thought I ought to get. So I reached out to uh, a friend of mine who's a radiologist, as I mentioned, and he, uh, he said, Tom, you need to get to the hospital immediately. He says, I'm going to get a hold of a neurologist that I know and we're going to get you uh, in there for a special MRI of your brain. So I was kind of worried about that and so got down to the hospital, and uh, they did the MRI on me, and they ended up, I had uh, a little handful of brain bleeds going on in my brain in different places. And it's like, oh, what the heck? And so they uh, got with the neurologist and said, yep, looks like you got some shearing of the, your brain tissue, and you got some little bleeds going on in there. And that was part of the reason that I was having the headaches is just that inflammation and swelling. And then that was also part of the reason why I was having issues with memory. And uh, I had trouble speaking clearly. I would stutter a lot. That's why my I was uh, sensitive to light and to noise. And why I was angry all the time and, and tired because my brain was working overtime. You know, and, and I tried to find a way to explain it to people so that they would know. So when you've had a severe concussion where you've got some uh, some brain bleeds going on, it really does mess with your head a lot. It's like uh, everything you do takes a lot longer to do. Well, it, about, it took about a year for me to, to do uh, kind of some interesting negotiations with the uh, insurance company that should have been covering my care. And we had a lot of battles back and forth. And finally, I just said, I'm going to go get this care, whether you pay for it or not. I got to get it done. And uh, I went through a boot camp on helping me restore my brain again. They did special tests. They gave me a lot of great tools to use, and I was able to get my life back again. But in that course of a year, I couldn't work anymore. I had a really great paying job. I was making some really nice money every month. And uh, it was a lot of work, pretty stressful. I was working uh, 70, 80-hour weeks, managing a team of nurses and doctors uh, while we provided specialized care for people. And uh, I had to quit. And I tried to start one of my old businesses up again that would let me be able to uh, to make a living and I couldn't so I fell arrears in my house payments I couldn't uh, couldn't make them and I kept I was on the verge of foreclosure every month I'd find just enough money to push it off by one more month and it was just killing me just killing me so finally it's like you know what I, I couldn't make any more money couldn't get it any better than it was it's like what am I gonna do I'm gonna lose my house I'm gonna have to turn it back over to the bank so we made a decision that we'd go ahead and sell it. Let's put it up on the market and sell it rather than give it back to the bank because it had good equity in it. So 
so we did. We sold it. And uh, and after we sold it, then uh, it ends up that I, uh, I, I went over and I got some of this therapy I needed. I kind of got my life back together again. And uh, things were looking pretty good for about three months. I thought I was going to be able to get uh, back in my same old business again, but that didn't happen. I was uh, uh, unable to work a full day anymore. And you may wonder, why, why are you telling me all this? Because I want you to know that you can, re you can recreate your life. I had to based on trauma. But you can do it. So I ended up uh, that I uh, took the money that I had made in selling my house and started living on it and trying to create another business that I could do. And uh, that's when I discovered that I couldn't work as much as I used to. So I had to go in a different business direction altogether. And since that time, it's been a pretty rough rough go of it, guys. I can tell you that. A lot of uh, really tight months, they still get tight from time to time. In fact, they're tight getting it started right now on this podcasting. But I feel that all the stuff I've learned, I need to start sharing with you because a year ago, I met somebody who helped me totally turn my life around that could help me work through some of the foibles of my my youth and uh, the, the different things that I had relied on to build my landscape for a life and realized that I had built it on a faulty foundation. And I have uh, been able to take some amazing training courses that help me find the path that would work best for me to help me learn how to be my own architect for my landscape. And I'm so excited by what it's, what it's doing for me that I needed to be able to share it with you. So that's what I hope to be able to do with this podcast is help you understand that you can be the architect for your landscape. You can take charge. You can re you can redo things and, uh, and make things so much better for yourself. So as I get started with this, I want you to know some of the plans I have for this podcast. I'm going to bring some guest speakers on from time to time. We'll do some interview with them. We'll try to find people that have been through some challenges in their life and what they've done to overcome it. I'll find some people that have some really great uh, tools to share with us so we can continue to improve our own ability to craft and uh, implement our own landscapes of life. And so I look forward to doing that and, and sharing some tidbits and tools here and, there, here and there to help you find that happiness, that pure joy and happiness that you really want to have that seems to be eluding you and help give you some tools that you'll be able to overcome the uh, you know, some of the fear and anxiety that today's world has a tendency to give to us. So I want to thank you very much for listening to my podcasts. And this is my, uh, this is my introduction. And uh, I look forward to being able to share more with you and have some fun. Take care, guys. Talk to you later.